सरस्वती नमस्तुभ्यं वरदे कामिणी विद्यारंभम करिष्यामि सिद्धिर्भवत मेसदा ऋषि गृत्समद निर्वेद दिस इज एन एक्स्ट्रॉडनरी मेटाफर आई विल रिसाइट इट यू विल फॉलो इट इजिली अंबितमे नदीतमे देवीतमे सरस्वती अप्रशस्ता इवस्मसी प्रशस्ति अंबनास्कृति दीज दरिचा ईज कॉलिंग रिवर ए देवी ईज कॉलिंग ए रिवर ए मदर बेस्ट ऑफ मदर्स बेस्ट ऑफ रिवर्स एंड देवी तमे वही इज यूजिंग दीज बेटाफर्स रेफरिंग टू ए रिवर कश यू वॉज सो इंपॉर्टेंट इन द लाइफ ऑफ द पीपल ऑफ द रिग्वेरिक टाइम्स because that great river nurtured a civilization on her banks so we'll be going through the story of a very great civilization the hindu civilization on the banks of the river saraswati and from there it spread all over ancient far east ancient near east right up to israel haifa so this is the story we are going to narrate in eight parts part 1 is samudra manthan churning of the ocean that is how the entire environmental resources the whole cosmic phenomena have impact on our lives we'll go through that background material samudra manthanam samudra manthanam means churning of the ocean Churning of the ocean is a very beautiful metaphor, where people get together, use a mountain as a churning rod, surround it with the rope of a snake, osuki, and then two sides hold on to the rope on both sides of the mountain and start churning that mountain. That is samudra manthanam, churning of the ocean. This metaphor refers to the churning of the ocean results in A lot of products coming out of the churn. The ocean is being churned. Out of the ocean emerges a number of new phenomena, wealth, amurtam, poison, herbs, dhanvantari, with the part of herbs and health-giving products, material resources, art and culture. All those emerge out of the samudra mantanam. and this is beautifully displayed in a airport pavilion in bangkok the samudra will also refer to the other water bodies rivers that flow from the mountains the mountains are grow and the mountains that get filled with snow and yield continuous water as glacial waters as water melts which will be life giving waters okay so this will be the story we will cover the topic called samudra mantanam let us go through one by one the samudra mantanam topic will cover three topics how the great river sacred river vedic river saraswati was rediscovered we think it's a mythya she doesn't exist today of course she exists how it has been found out we'll go through emergence of sagar mata himalayas you know this an activity of this kind is not happening anywhere else in the world 
a mountain that rises to 24000 feet high is still growing 1 cm every year it's being pushed up by the indian plate we'll go through that story how the himalayas are getting formed and they are dynamically active this dynamic himalayas is called in nepal and by tibetans as sagarmatha sagar is another name for the ocean mata means mother mother of ocean this himalayas how it has emerged we'll try to understand this phenomenon is extraordinary phenomenon and the third component of this uh, topic will be the wealth resources of the rivers mountains and oceans how the wealth resources are used by people both in terms of moving from one place to another and in terms of interacting with one another and producing wealth of nations okay look at this image of bangkok airport samudra mantanam as i mentioned two groups of people are charging the ocean using the mantara the, the mountain as a charging stick on top of it vishnu as the avatar is dancing this is the story of a civilization samudra mantanam is the story of a civilization rendered in this cultural metaphor just go through all the components of the players in this dynamic activity this is cherished not in india in bangkok which shows the extent of the cultural sphere of the ancient india was phenomenal it extended up to hanoi and bangkok thailand on the east and we'll also see how it extended into the west right up to haifa in israel the the airport is called suvarna form suvarna bhumi where did this get the metaphor they got the metaphor from ellora caves a similar samudra mantanam is depicted there of a churning of the ocean that the 5th century this is the 20th century 21st century so a memory that is lasting and continues for a long period of time we let understand the importance of saraswati we, we keep on repeating again and again if saraswati river basin was the epicenter of the civilization so far about 2600 archaeological sites have been found of the so called harappan or indus civilization out of these 2600 sites 2000 almost 80% are not on the banks of the river sindhu but on the banks of the river saraswati where is this river saraswati has she disappeared is she there does she exist is she a mitya we'll figure out in any case take a look at the three maps drawn from satellite images one map shows the situation 4000 before common era second map shows 3700 before common era and the third map shows 2500 before common era the blue dots and the red dots are the settlements of people look at the dramatic shifts of settlements that are second place within gujarat northwest india pakistan afghanistan baluchistan 
ईस्टर्न ईरान राजस्थान हरियाणा पंजाब हिमाचल प्रदेश उत्तर प्रदेश accumulation of groups of people in a social organization they were really active endeavoring to create the wealth of a nation over a period of time this is what these three satellite images and the settlement map depicts now let us look at the scientific studies that have been made to confirm the existence of this river that is seen by the settlements so if you just dot the settlements you to get the map of the river saraswati the central portion of the river saraswati got abandoned what was the reason inquiries have been made in figuring out why this happened existence of the river is so emphatic that in the rigveda there are 72 rishas which refers to the river saraswati when the british east india company tried to come into india they brought in a group of soldiers led by a guy called oldham and one scf oldham became the sergeant major in the indian army he also later on became the director general of the geological survey of india he went marched across the thar desert in rajasthan to find a good route from karachi to delhi for the troops to march to conquer delhi as he surveyed this region he found a huge channel dry channel the channel was about 6 kilometers wide all along for 1600 kilometers right from karachi to delhi and in some places there were also some little lakes where there was some water gathering had taken place he says what's this how can there be a old river channel like this of such great magnitude he figured out that a river like this is mentioned in the oldest human document called the rigveda so he tried to prove it geologically by this geological survey so he drew up a map and found that there was a river called river gagar which is today a seasonal river and that river he says was the river source river course of the river saraswati which has been renamed as river gagar and then he tries to map the entire map of the river map of the river flow of the saraswati by dotted lines indicating that these old dry channels indicate that there was a great river that was flowing thousands of years ago there is thousands of years ago which have to refer to the date of the thousands of years ago rendering of the rigvedic rishas it's an extraordinary investigation done in 1883 and published in a paper in the geological survey of india by c a voldam so as i mentioned it's very easy to depict the river you take a blank map and dot spot the latitude and longitude of all the archaeological sites you know archaeological sites like rakigadi kalibangan tolavera lota ganveriwala chanhudaro 
मोहनजोदारो हरप्पा यूर फाइन टू रिवर अबाउट टू थाउजेंड साइट्स इन ट्रस्ट अराउंड अलॉन्ग द बैंक्स ऑफ द रिवर सरस्वती सो ए सिविलाइजेशन एग्जिस्टेड ऑन द बैंक्स ऑफ द रिवर बेसिन सो दैट रिवर इज शो एंड द रिलेशनशिप ऑफ दिस रिवर टू अदर रिवर्स ऑफ द सो कॉल्ड सप्तसिंधु रीजन एंड द वेस्ट पार्ट ऑफ अफगानिस्तान एंड टूडेज पाकिस्तान एंड द इंडियन ओशन गुजरात आर वेरी क्लियरली सीन ऑन दिस मैप हाउ टू रिकाउंट दिस डिस्कवरी of river saraswati rediscovery of river saraswati we have to go back in time to millions of years we have a thundering presence a reality of the himalayas look at this slide on the map can you make a guess about the extent of the himalayas himalayan ranges extend from hanoi in vietnam to tehran in iran 7000 kilometers it goes even beyond tehran into the caspian sea in europe and there are series of folds that have created himalayan ranges and this has become a huge water tower for people 24000 feet high all water that falls on it through northern monsoon above 8000 feet it converts into snow and ice so as glaciers they held in snow and ice form on the himalayas and they slowly melt in great rivers each river flowing up to 2500 kilometers perennial rivers look at some of the rivers yangtze huangye flowing into china mekong maganga flowing down south to vietnam laos cambodia thailand Iravadi Salvin flowing down into Burma, Brahmaputra taking a 180 degree turn at Maras and flowing into Bharat. Then on the other side, Sindhu River, River Saraswati. Then Ganga flows eastwards, Saraswati flows westwards, Sindhu flows westwards. So these river formations, these five great rivers flowing out of the Himalayas, emerging from the Maras River. glacier as perennial rivers are the lifeline of the people it's a great water tower that gives life giving water to 250 crore people in india and ancient far east so when our great poet national poet kalidasa wrote the poem kumar sambhavam kumar sambhavam refers to the birth of skanda kumara to shiva and parvati Kumara Sambhavam, the very first shloka, he does not talk about Kumara. He does not even talk about Shiva or Parvati. He talks about the Himalayas. I will read out this shloka to you. Astitarsyam disi Himalayo nama nagaadhi rajaha Purvaparo toiridhi vagagya Sthita prathivya ayiva manadanda A royal mountain named Himalayas lies in the northern direction. carrying the treasure of water from east to west stands the lakeing like a measuring rod of the earth what a beautiful metaphor it's a measuring rod of the earth it truly measures the earth from hanoi to haifa 8000 kilometers how did this himalayas get formed it is the youngest mountain range in the world 
Aravalli ranges are the oldest. Himalayas are still growing. We don't know when it will stop growing. This is a cosmic dance. Sagar Mata. Look at this line. Sagar Mata. We have all peaks filled with snow and ice. Storage of water occurs because any water that falls above the height of 8,000 feet converts into snow and ice. Mount Everest is 29,000 feet. It's called Sagar Mata. Karakoram is about the same, 28,251. From a satellite you can see, could be Karakoram looks a little taller than Mount Everest. Maybe by a few feet. It's a brilliant metaphor. A mother of oceans. A pun on the word Mata, which is a head. Mata is a mother. The roof of the world. The Chinese call it Zumalangma, roof of the world. Tibetans call it Chomolangma, roof of the world. Summit, the height of the world, which lies to the west of the deepest tension of ocean. 10,497 meters water depth. So that is the depth of the entire earth activity that's taken place before this Himalayas got created. The only metaphor that can explain this formation of the Himalayas is the dance of Shiva, Tandava Nrityam, the cosmic dance. The more than 5,000 kilometer long mountain chain bordering the Indian subcontinent Isolates it securely from the rest of Eurasia. Rivers Sindhu and Brahmaputra hold the lofty rampart in their sweeping embrace, calls the great late Professor K. S. Waldia in his book Dynamic Himalaya. This dynamism of the Himalayas results in the migrations of rivers. The river flows undergo a change. A river called Satlej, which was joining Saraswati at Ropat, abandoned Saraswati took a 90 degree turn and went westwards because migrated because of the plate tectonics that were taking place by the growth of the Himalayas. We have to understand the growth of the Himalayas. A beautiful map has been drawn called geological map of the Indus catchment in northern Pakistan showing Karakoram plate, Kohistan plate, Ladakh plate, Himalayan plate, salt range and so on. It's a very beautiful geological map. You must spend a little time on it to understand the variety of rocks, variety of resources and the volcanic eruptions that are brought in. Phenomenal wealth resources of extraordinary minerals and gems into this mountain range. It's a treasure by itself. This is a topographic map. You know what the surprise? Even though we are dealing with a height of 24,000 feet of the Himalayas or the Mount Everest. When you come down to the plains at the foothills of the Himalayas, it's an absolute plain. You can walk from Gujarat to Assam without stepping on a piece of rock. Absolute plain, alluvial plain. As the rivers flow, they then bring in enormous amount of alluvial, alluvial sands and enriched soils, make it richer, richer, richer every day. So there's how come. Millions of people can live on this land because of the rich soil, alluvial soil. It yields just so, throw, throw some seeds, automatically they will grow. And with a little more farming techniques, you are able to 
generate the resources of the wealth of nation on this alluvial plain. That explains why in Uttar Pradesh you have such a large number of people, 50 crores. 136 crore people in India, Bharat, 50 crores live in Uttar Pradesh along the banks of the river Ganga. Ganga is the river. Ganga is the Mata. Nadi Mata. So the custom of sites and settlements of people take place along these rivers which yield life source of water and more important the cultural framework of treating the water is very sacred. So Tirthasthanas are created. People go there to worship the ancestors and they celebrate, celebrate the sacredness of that particular spot where water bodies exist. In this episode, with the search for the Shalio channels, Palio channels of Saraswati. What is a Palio channel? It is an old channel that was flowing thousands of years ago. How that has been detected by scientific studies is a remarkable work with the work by our scientists. Luckily for us, we have the satellite imagery from the Indian Space Research Organization which helped us completely locate this river without any iota of doubt. She is not a mythia, she is a reality. We will talk about this uh, Saraswati River Palio Channel. There are two maps. The top map is the Landsat color composite mosaic. Shows the Agar Akra Palio Channel as a sinuous dark blue feature. You can see some key archaeological sites like Kalibangan indicated on the river flow and a number of urban settlements indicated by triangles. The bottom map shows major alluvial landforms in the study region close to Chandigarh and the major form is Himalayan frontal thrust where the Indian plate is pushing into the Himalayas and lifting it up. Now, let us look at this cosmic dance. The cosmic dance is a 6000 km long journey of Bharatam. In 40 to 50 million years, Bharatam that broke away from Africa continent lay below the equator. Look at the map. It started moving northwards, northeastwards slightly. It's a journey of Bharatam in 40 to 50 million years. It's a cosmic dance. Indian subcontinent, the Indian plate, broke away from the African plate. It was laying below the equator and started moving up in a slow, majestic walk at the rate of about 6 centimeters per year. 6 centimeters per year. Then it started moving up, 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 up for millions of years and came and hit against the Eurasian plate about 2 to 3 million years ago. And after hitting the Eurasian plate, it started lifting it up, creating the Himalayas. So when the Eurasian plate got lifted up by the Indian plate, it's a huge mass of earth. The Eurasian plate got lifted up, up and up and the Himalayas are grown. Himalayas are still growing because the plate activity, the plate tectonic events are taking place even today. As we are sitting here today, earthquakes are occurring. 
a variety of intensities 1 on the richter scale 2 on the richter scale 7 on the richter scale 8 on the richter scale like this so their intensities may differ but activity is going on this is called the plate tectonic event creating the dynamic himalayas it's very important to understand this phenomenon because there's got a complete control structural control over the flow of rivers the formation of mountains the formation of terrain and the lives of the people the air flow the monsoon everything gets affected because of this sheer height of the himalayan ranges it's a very dominant geophysical geological presence in bharatam which makes the country absolutely unique nagaraja raja you know there's another story which is a little recent about 18000 years ago earth was an ice age virtually the entire northern part of asia was covered with ice northern part of the north american continent was covered in ice arctic sort formed arctic arctic so europe was not livable not usable as a natural resource of the earth until about 10000 years ago even era called the young dryas occurred 24 feet of ice was formed but thanks to the himalayas india was not affected by the ice age that shielded the indian subcontinent from the flow of the ice age so ice was not formed in the country it was left alluvial land could be continuously cultivated so people within the country within india were able to do their agricultural activities without being impacted by the ice age then let's come a little closer to time so about 6000 years ago fourth millennium before common era the plate tectonic event occurred which tore up the shivalik ranges you see the gap is called created or called the yamuna fault so near ponta sahib in himachal pradesh in dehradun very close to dehradun a gap was formed in the shivaliks so yamuna which is already flowing westwards and joining saraswati through markanda used this gap and started flowing eastwards get the idea so plate tectonic event created a gap in the shivalik ranges and yamuna which was flowing westwards used this gap to flow eastwards southward eastwards instead of flowing westwards so this was the migration of river saraswati which was a tributary of saraswati eastwards and yamuna became a tributary of ganga yamuna joins ganga carrying the saraswati waters creating the trivandrum sangamam in prayag yamuna joins ganga this is the one event that is very important event then a second event occurred about 2000 bc before common era that's about 4000 years ago again another tectonic event created another rupture in the shivalik ranges called the sutlej fault sutlej gap the sutlej river which was flowing southwards got deflected westwards by a 90 degree turn at a canyon that arose in a place called roper so the sutlej westwards a sutlej river flowing from the manasarovar glacier flowing into saraswati as a tributary 
abandoned Saraswati, migrated westwards to Jain Sindhu. 4000 BC, Yamuna joined Ganga eastwards. 2000 BC, Satraj joined Indus westwards. So these two migratory events caused by the plate tectonics resulted in the depletion of waters, glacial waters for river Saraswati. So river Saraswati became a river dependent upon monsoon. It became a monsoon based river which flowed as Gagar. That a river like this existed 4000 years ago is very clear. You can see from my map in 1881 map in a French encyclopedia, it clearly shows Saraswati flowing along with the Gagar. Another map, 1862 map showing a river called Saraswati, another name for Saraswati and the Gagar flowing together. Sirhind, Patenda, Samana, Panipat. Then there is a 1760 map shows Sursuti under name Pasarswati as a tributary of the Gagar. So the river was a reality right until 3000 years ago. 1760 map, 500 years ago. Even today we can see the signs of Ganga, Yamuna, and Saraswati in Patan in Gujarat. There, there is a Sanasar Linga. The remains of the water are gathered together into a reservoir and allowed flow as a channel called the Little Saraswati. It flows as Little Saraswati from the reservoir. The Sasralaga system is a way of managing the water in situations where monsoons would be varying intensity. But the Saraswati and the Sindhu rivers, right from the 8th millennium before Common Era, that is 10,000 years ago to about 4,000 years ago, a number of people were settled there, thousands of people in each settlement, as can be seen from this map. They are all along the skirting the Thar Desert. Arvali ranges are there, but along the river bank, there are people. And this river was a navigable river. People could get out a boat and navigate from Amakigadi down to Dolavira and into Persian Gulf, go through Tigris Euphrates, through the Persian Gulf to Tigris Euphrates in ancient Mesopotamia. So the roots of the civilization have to be traced to 8 millennium before common era. This was a time when a writing system evolved of continuing the metaphors. They created written metaphors. Here is a dancing girl made in Bonjadaro in copper and bronze. And on a portrait, the same dancing pose is shown. A dancing pose is a metu. And metu indicated met iron. Med, med, medit. So this is a map drawn by Dr. B. R. Mani, showing the settlements, ancient settlements from 8th millennium to 4th millennium before common era in the Indian subcontinent. The river that we saw from the French Encyclopedia, with a little more detail. Then Professor Valdia has tried to reconstruct how Saraswati was an independent river system flowing parallel to river Sindhu 
with the number of streams joining the river saraswati streams of saraswati somnadi yamuna satadru and joining with gangagar going down to hakra nara right into run of kach so the dotted line shows how the yamuna deflected eastwards abandoning saraswati and flowed eastwards to join the ganga to create prayagraj near alabad so there is an explanation for the triveni sangamam in geological terms yamuna because of the tectonic fault created in the shivalik ranges called the yamuna tear near ponta sahib migrated eastwards carrying the saraswati waters and joining ganga so in our grandmothers say that ganga yamuna saraswati meet in saraswati and we celebrate the festival every 12 years in a kumbha mela in a metaphor of kumbha mela we are remembering this geological event look at the satellite image taken by indian space research organization isro which shows clearly the flow of the river saraswati and the flow of the river yamuna through the yamuna tear indicating the hydrological flow system of northern bharat so the important point we have got to clearly understand on the story of this river saraswati and the abandonment of the river saraswati and the hydrological changes that have taken place in the channels of river saraswati the one critical point the key point to remember is that this was a navigable river during the heydays of the saraswati sindhu civilization it was possible for a boatman from rakhigadi to travel through kalibangan dolavera persian gulf tigris euphrates to go into ancient near east it was possible it was a navigable river just as brahmaputra was a navigable river ganga was a navigable river even today it is yamuna is a navigable river. even today it is navigability is the key point to remember so look at the other himalayan river systems river systems the brahmaputra the ganga the yamuna you must remember that activity was not restricted to the saraswati river valley people moved towards brahmaputra i will show you evidence of that and settled down there because there was available tin lead was available vanga bengal means lead and tin and the eastern part of the southeast asia is the world's largest tin belt formed by the himalayan rivers you know the himalayan rivers so it's important to note the navigability of the rivers it has got a very great impact on the creation of an ancient maritime tin route as we saw earlier saraswati was navigable ganga was navigable yamuna was navigable brahmaputra was navigable mekong was navigable iravati salveen were navigable these great himalayan rivers were transport systems in the rigveda there is a reference to rishi gotama rahugana who moves from kurukshetra to karatoya river sadanira it's called it is in bangladesh today where there are archaeological sites of mahastanagar and bogar bogra and is very close to tamralipti which is a bronze age 
archaeological site. So these river systems carried the minerals, ores, food products, cotton, textiles, silk, and other valuable goods like wood, forest woods, like herbals, from one place to another. So this created an enormous community among people across distances. That explains why we find the largest Vishnu Mandiram in the world in Angkor Wat, not in India, in Cambodia. Could it happen? Because these cultural values were absorbed as move, people moved from one place to another. Today the University of Hawaii people have conclusively proven that the Mon Khmer languages, languages spoken in Vietnam, originated from Munda, Santali, from Sardal Parganas. That has been proved. So that means there was a unity of languages. So it was possible for a person from Vietnam, Hanoi, or Bangkok, Thailand, to communicate with the person in India and also with a person in Hi-Fi Israel or any place in Europe. So we must go through a series of maps to understand this situation. I have taken a number of maps from Schwarzberg, University of Chicago Atlas, which gives the flow of these rivers with absolute clarity. So this Brahmaputra Mekong, take a look at it. It's phenomenal. You know this Brahmaputra river at a place called Manas. The width of the river is 10 kilometers. Can you believe that? 10 kilometers wide. Recently, the government of India built a 13 kilometer long bridge to reach Manas across Brahmaputra. Saraswati was 20 kilometers wide in a place called Satrana, 50 kilometers south of Patiala. So these are gigantic river systems created by the Himalayan glacial waters. The Brahmaputra Mekong. See, this is the map of Panchana, five rivers, which gives rise to the name Punjab. Ab means water, Panch, five, five, five waters, five rivers, plus Sindhu, plus Saraswati, make it seven rivers. Sapta Sindhavaha, mentioned in the Rigveda. Sapta Sindhavaha, they are the roots of the Saraswati Sindhu Hindu civilization. Seven rivers. Saraswati, Sindhu, plus Panchanada, five rivers. What are the five rivers? Sutudri, Satlage, Vipas, Vyas, Purushni, Ravi, Asikni, Vitasta, Chanab. These are the five rivers that constitute the Panchanada. And this is where the most of the Rigvedic activity is in this area. The Battle of Ten Kings takes place in this region. Harappa is called Hariyupiya in Rigveda. Now, a fantastic thing has happened. With the brilliant work of the, our satellite experts, Indian Space Research Organization, ISRO, Regional Remote Centric Service Center, Jyotpur, has drawn up a fantastic map of the Great River Saraswati during its full flow as a navigable river. The paleo drainage system was averaging 4 to 10 kilometers wide channels. It flowed from the Himalayas down to Gujarat. This map has been drawn with such precision. It arose the office of the Prime Minister today, which can be shown to the diplomats as the contribution made by our science space scientists. 
in understanding our heritage and history these waters will come alive very soon so the river map the people's map the physiography of india showing the alluvial soil regions the green the himalayan ranges the deccan plateau the sahyadri mountain ranges which are orange yellow then the sri lanka the terrain of south asia as i mentioned is of absolute plain below the himalayan foothills where you can walk without stepping on a piece of rock which gives rise to plentiful alluvial soil and farming for a variety of crops and cereals the climate systems are regulated by the himalayan ranges the northern monsoon southeast monsoon northeast monsoon which are a regular feature sometimes the monsoons fail they recur every few years but the savior is our himalayas which is a mountain of water which is a reservoir which can feed 250 crore people with its glacial waters perennial waters they will not vanish for the next tens of thousands of years so there is a trade network that was created by seafaring meluha merchants using these waters of the persian gulf and the river in flows and this was the area called meluha mlecha the landsat image shows the image of the river saraswati as a paleo channel at a place called anubgarh in binjor rajasthan ekrakunda has been found by students of the archaeological survey of india institute led by sanjay manjul and that ekrakunda is remarkable it has also produced an astashri upa which has got a cultural significance in the formation of the adhyatmika systems of our country formation of shivalinga this is an ancient maritime trade map drawn by panikar it shows the eastern trade routes we will be seeing the western trade routes in again and again so the saraswati sindhu civilization created a rating system it also had a cultural framework of ganesha makara kirtimukha it continued into the panchmark coins caste coins tirthasthanas paryatras initiated by balarama along the river saraswati we will talk about the cultural traditions of dharma atman as a life principle yoga and worship we will talk about the contributions of the formation of gold standard and down on the financial system of the nations we will talk about varaha carnelian ring founded kerali and the link with varaha of kajaraho take a look at this cultural image from angkor wat bima and duryodhana gadayudha watched by pandavas and sri krishna so the riverine waterways of saraswati civilization exemplified by mohastanagar and karathoya sadanara river has a place called bogara which is an engraving chisel chisel of a blacksmith metal shilpi of vedic times ayaskara bogara bogara this links the saraswati civilization to the ancient far east we will see that in the next topic more details related to trade activities 
జోగ్రఫీ పాలిటీ అండ్ వెల్త్ ఆఫ్ నేషన్స్ థ్యాంక్ యూ వెరీ మచ్